Welcome to Light Steps Live. Our mission is to open the Word of God to edify the believer and evangelize the world, that people who follow Jesus can walk in the light as He is in the light. As we turn our attention to uh, verses 13, 14, and 15 of James chapter 1, we also want to swing again on verse 12 with that backdrop of all that, you know, that other stuff. You know, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Whatever you're treasuring, that's where the seat of your affections will focus. Okay? Wherever you treasure, there your heart will be also. It's a wild word. And so what we're always facing is the trial of treasuring the right thing and not not walking away from that treasure. So go back and look. Let's read again. James chapter one, verses 12 through 15. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God for God cannot be tempted with evil and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Okay. So if we look at that first part and we can say, Jesus is the greatest treasure, don't get lost in pursuing treasure, don't get lost in releasing treasure, get excited about treasuring the greatest treasure. We can look here and say, uh, look at, we can look here and say that uh, there trial trial is itself a blessing, right? Trial is a blessing and there's a difference. You ready for this? There's a difference between trials from God. There's a difference between trials from God and temptations to evil. Uh, God will present you with a trial, but God won't tempt you with an evil. Um, so there is a formula here. Well, I hate to call it a formula. I, I like saying it to myself, but I realize that confuses some other people. You know, there, there's a way to be blessed here. It says, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. You want to be blessed? Remain steadfast under trial. You will be tested. And if you remain steadfast in the test, you'll receive the crown of life. Um, um, it reminds me of the old hymn, The Pathway of Blessing. <laughs> Um, so, so whether it's the, whether it's the pursuit of, or the escape from material goods, as we continually face that remain steadfast on the trial, likewise, when you're brought up with some temptation, understand how temptation works and know that if it is to evil, that's not from God. So you see how, uh, Verse 12 becomes critical to, to everything on both sides of verse number 12. Um, we want to be blessed. We want to be approved by God. We want to receive the crown of life. Okay. Um, and don't think of this as a crown like a king wears, wears, would wear or king or a queen. My cousin, Queen Elizabeth II, she'll tell you all about that. Don't think of that kind of crown. Think of the, the Athenian, the way the the Olympic Games of antiquity. They didn't get gold, silver, and bronze. They would get uh, wreaths. It's always a word I struggle to say. W-R-E-A-T-H. Wreaths. <laughs> wreaths. 
when they won, uh, the winner would be crowned with a wreath. Okay. God wants us to be crowned with honor after we have competed with honesty. And so whether it's the issue of material goods, not having them and, and losing focus and placing our affections on the wrong things because we pursue them or because we have them and they distract us and we won't release them unto the care of God uh, or so, you know, whether it's stuff or whether it's temptations within um, and evil without. Okay. What we want to do is stand fast under a trial. And we want to understand the difference between the trials God gives us to grow us and the evil the enemy hurls at us to throw us. <laughs> we want to understand the difference of those. And we like, again, we want to hinge on verse 12 and we want to remain steadfast. We want to keep treasuring Jesus. We want to run to win. We want to compete to win. Okay. So, um, so let's look at this 12 through 15. And yes, that was a five minute introduction to this second part. I, I can't help myself. If you <laughs> I always have this thought, if you frame well what you're talking about, then you work inside the frame and, and you build some really nice thing to to sit and ponder in for a while. And that's 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 my goal a lot of times as a teacher. I wanna I wanna introduce a thought and a mystery, a riddle, um, sort of you know, not sort of like just like the Proverbs do. And uh and I want to make it a place where we we sit down and engage with God for a long time. In other words, a lot of thinking Okay. All right. So there was this, there was this rapper around like maybe 1990 says, you know, if you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Um, if you got a problem, James is getting ready to help you understand it. Okay. James is not going to solve it, but he's going to help you understand how to seek a solution in James chapter number one. In verse number 13, there's something we just need to get out of the way. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil. I don't want to be misunderstood. God will test you. God will give you trials. God will, God will even allow suffering to come upon you. God will chasten whom he loves. Uh, you know, um, we've been looking at uh, Job and Habakkuk. We know God will God will bring um, God will bring the purifying work of sanctification in the believer's life. God, uh, you know, if you look at Habakkuk chapter one and two, uh, God will raise up nations to 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 punish His people, to chastise His people. Um, chastise more than punish. Look at Isaiah chapter number 10. He says he uses Assyria like a fiery whip. I think Isaiah 10, 5. So we know, we know God will try us. We know God will sanctify us. He will prune us. He will put us in refining fire. But if evil is involved, God bless you now. If evil is involved, that's not the Lord. That is not the Lord. So James just said, let's get this out of the way. You know, if it's if it's some kind of evil, uh, let's don't blame that on God. You know, if you got a problem, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to show you a solution, but don't blame evil on God. Okay. Um. Now, 
what we should also insert here without turning there just for the sake of turn is that people and even Satan can mean something for evil, but God can use it for good. I find that very comforting. If you look at Genesis chapter 50, uh, Joseph says to his brothers, what you meant for me is evil. God meant for good. If you look at the, at how everything will culminate, um, uh, you know, for example, if you look at uh, Psalm 76, it says God God is even going to um, use uh, the wrath of man. Wow. If you look at Romans chapter 8, verse 28 and 29, all things work together for good. Those who love the Lord and uh, uh, are called according to his purpose we might be conformed to the image of his son. If you look at Colossians chapter 1, he's going he's gonna to reconcile all things to himself. In other words, God is not going to let evil have the final word. And whatever evil has done, God didn't do it, but God will bring good and reconciliation out of evil. Okay. But don't say, don't say if something has, um, something has something to do with evil, God is not going to force you to do evil. As a matter of fact, uh, the apostle Paul contends wherever there's a temptation, God always gives you a, a, a way to escape. But James says that, you know, if you're tempted, don't say, if you're tempted with evil, don't say that it was the Lord. Okay, just drive that out of your mind. But each person is tempted when he is allured and enticed by his own desire. Aha! See, the devil, y'all, the devil is not omniscient, but he is observant. You hear me? That dude is old and all of his minions, all of the fallen angels, they are not, they are not omniscient. They don't know everything, but they are observant. They are watching. To recognize the character of mankind is easy. The Bible is super right about who we are. We're wretched sinners. And then, so, if, you know, if, if, if the devil and his, and his fallen legions uh, can observe mankind as easily as we can observe mankind, then, then, then they can observe man, a man. And so what's in us is not really hard to figure out. So don't blame it on God. Don't blame, don't blame an evil on God. But when each person is tempted, but each person is tempted when his, he is lured and enticed by his own desire. See, there's things within us. Um, the example I give young people a lot, it's an overgeneralization, but I think um, you'll recognize how this works. We can have a desire in us that's not necessarily a bad desire, but it can get with, a, with a, an evil temptation. We can have a God-given desire that gets with an evil temptation. Uh, and the example I always give is let's imagine that you really, you really want love. You want love. You want to be loved. You want to be accepted. You want to be um, cared for. You want someone to pay attention to you. And um, and, uh, and and let's imagine you're young. You're 16, 17 years old. You run into this this person, and you become involved in this romantic relationship. And uh, and it goes places that you know aren't holy, aren't healthy, and aren't helpful. You know it. You know it, but you so desire love that you say, I'm going to do these things. I'm going to be with this person. All of us can see how that works. And I, I cannot tell you how many teenagers I've talked to in 20 years of doing youth and children's ministry who they said, you know, this person was God's gift to me. Oh, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. <laughs> Don't blame God on that. 
Don't put that on God. Okay. Cause you know, God might've gave you a friend to someone to experience his love, but God didn't lead y'all to do all that foolishness. Come on now. You see how that works. Or what about if you say, um, uh, I have, I have a desire within me to provide for my family. That's a godly desire. And, and, you know, um, it feels like working your way up in salary and, and stuff is taking too long. It's too slow. It's too hard. So you say, I'm going to start supplementing it by doing something under the table or even something more sinister, something illegal. And you say, I just wanted to take care of my family. What's wrong with that? Hmm. You had a, you had a good desire, but, uh, you, 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 you partnered it with a bad temptation. So remaining steadfast under a trial in this case looks like identifying good desires and also being cautious and wary of matching them with evil machinations, putting them together with an evil work. So don't blame the evil on God. You know, Vanilla Ice would say, if you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Pick up the beat while the DJ revolves it. Listen, listen. Most desires have a good root. How do they get to bad fruit? James explains it. It's when a good, it's when a desire, it could even be a God. Not all desires are good, but there's a lot of good desires, good in their root. But it's when they match up with something and, and, and those two things get together and then, you know, between them getting together, they produce some really not cool stuff. And that's what James is identifying. So how does it get together? How does it grow? Okay. Their temptation is going to come. Each person is tempted. James chapter one, verse 14 says, okay, here's where it becomes a problem. When the temptation draws us away. Then when the temptation, uh, the verse 15 says it, it conceives, uh oh, uh oh, it's actually given a, an intimate physical relationship metaphor that the desire within meets an evil temptation. They start dating, you know, they get married and, and, and they consummate their marriage. And, and then what happens is they, they have this little baby. They, they give birth to this little baby called sin and sin grows up and, 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 and becomes death. Uh-oh, uh-oh, raggy. So you see how it works. And so, you know, it takes a lot of um, discerning wisdom to discover uh, your desires and then to per pursue the Lord's good, sweet, honest, holy pure fulfilling of those honest desires. In other words, go back to my example. If you really want to be loved and valued, no one is going to love you and value more than God. God has your interest in mind. You know, we want to, but God, I want somebody now. I want somebody with me. I don't want just this, you know, transcendent uh, image of someone I can't see caring for me. I need some. God's like, well, I want, I want you to learn to walk with me. I want you to learn to to, to walk and be and be solid on your own. And then I'll give you somebody. Or maybe I won't. I won't. But my promise is I'll take care of you. I'll love you. I'll care for you. I, I will, I will, I will view you the right way. I will treat you the right way. I just want you to trust me. Maybe I'll maybe I'll never give you that companion and I'll always fulfill those lacking places. 
Or maybe I'll use someone to fulfill those lacking places. Can't tell you how many bad relationships have, have been have been uh, taken upon because folks didn't understand uh, what they were really looking for and who was the source of it. Or look at this other example that I was mentioning. Uh, you know the the desire the claim the desire to take care of your family met with bad stuff. Okay, um, you go back to the beginning of James. What are you and your family? What are you treasuring? We might be trying to take care of our family. Uh, according to the American dream rather than the kingdom reality. And we'll just have to go back and wrestle with our view of stuff. Here we are under trial again. It could be a test from the Lord. It could be a trial from the Lord for our growth, for our sanctification, or it could be a temptation from the devil. Blessed is the one who stands fast under, under trial, competes well, competes hard, competes for this crown of life, this the wreath of a winner, Okay. And that's what God is challenging believers to today, all of us. So let's take the last couple minutes here to put this in the context of where we are, to use the, the teaching of the truth to apply to where we are today. Okay. There's a bunch of stuff. One, one, many of us discover we're treasuring the wrong stuff. We're not treasuring the Lord. Whether, whether we don't have stuff and we're pursuing it, or we have stuff and, and we're not using it for his glory. It's ruling us. Stuff has us, not us has stuff. Right? And so stuff can be so distracting that the pursuit, the pursuit, a desire to be stable, healthy, happy, fulfilled, purposeful, those desires, we'll get out here in this broken world with our broken selves and do a lot of really jacked up stuff. So James says, Jesus is the greatest treasure. Be thankful you have him. Learn to, learn to wrestle with your desires for stuff by, by treasuring Jesus. Learn to release your stuff by treasuring Jesus. Understand that if it's evil that's being tempted to make you not treasure Jesus, that didn't come from God. God has given you the greatest treasure. Jesus is the pearl of a great price. He is the treasure hidden in the field. He is worth, he is worth letting go of everything so that we can more fully treasure him. In the context we are this day, everything around us is tempting us, is tempting us to think that there's something being withheld from us, that we're being mistreated, that we're being violated, that people are doing stuff uh, to us. While a lot of that is true, while a lot of that is true, God is still saying to each and every one of our hearts, Jesus is the greatest treasure. Are you treasuring Jesus? Thank you for joining us on Light Steps Live today. My name is Katie Bose, and the rest of our production team is Andrew Liggett, Shannon Allen, and Steve Riley. Music provided by Banjo Ben Clark. Connect with Banjo Ben at banjobenclark.com. Tim Bowes is a pastor of East Rock Community Church and the executive director of My Life Matters, a gospel ministry with a focus on making disciples who become lifelong followers of Jesus. Discover more about My Life Matters at mylifematters.club. Mm-hmm.